Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to the latest edition of the Best in Leeds podcast. I hope you're having a good day. Um, Sam, it is a busy time in Leeds, isn't it? It is. It's all starting now. We're gearing up into autumn, which is well and truly arrived. There's lots of nice browns and yellows and the leaves are falling off the trees. And it's all very nice. And as just been discussing off air, it's very windy as well, which I love. Yeah, <laughs> windy week in Leeds, which is not fun at all. But the good thing is, once the once the leaves start to fall and the festival season's over and everyone's a bit sad mm-hmm. about that, this is the time when the big shows and gigs get announced. And it's, it's been good for last week or two, hasn't it? Sam? Yeah, tour calendar's definitely shaping up. I think particularly off the back of some of the bigger shows and obviously like the festival and for the summer, mm. there's already lots to look forward to in 2019. Obviously, Ed Sheeran has jumped up and announced two massive Roundy Park shows, yeah, which sold bit, out incredibly quickly. That was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? It really was, especially when you called it a homecoming gig. And then <laughs> yeah. we did a bit of Wikipedia, and he's got ties to Halifax, but we're, we're yet to know what the Leeds connection is. So if an, if an Ed Sheeran fan can enlighten us on why Roundy Park is homecoming, we'd love to know. Yeah, and not to say you should go elsewhere, but they actually have that really lovely venue as well in Halifax, don't they? Peace Hall yeah. would have been class, you know, take over the Peace Hall and do it there. But, I mean, we are not complaining. It's yeah. going to be awesome. The shows are going to be great. Um, Best in Le- uh, sorry, the Leeds Live publisher, Matt, has got his tickets and he's very excited. So It was not one, though, wasn't it? Because we had that conversation about the tickets. We live-blogged it, which some of you might have saw because it did quite good numbers for us. You must have probably seen it. But it was weird from someone that's like done these live-blogs before and tried to get tickets like for Glastonbury and events mm-hmm. really quickly. It was that sudden rush of, oh God, I want to get tickets. Yeah. And it was, it was difficult to get on the website for 10 minutes maybe, but then when it didn't sell straight away, it felt quite easy to get on the website. Yeah, tickets it's like after to. the initial rush, people just thought, oh, well, I'm never going to get it. It came off the website yeah. and then it left it a bit open. I mean, we, I mean, I need to give a shout out to, was it AWS? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the official ticket merchants, because yeah. there was some debate over which ones would be accepted, because obviously Ed Sheeran's Battle of the Touts. Um, I tried AWS when we were trying to get map tickets and straight on. It did this thing where it was like you've got a random place in a queue, so you don't know what that means. Yeah. It could be at the front, could be at the back, and then suddenly ping, there it was, got was that, tickets. Was that a little graphic with the person walking? Yes. Yeah, I liked that. The person walking graphic. So, yeah, re- got straight through then. But um, I know obviously it's completely sold out now. Mm. Um, and I imagine a lot of the accommodation closest to that sort of side of Leeds will probably be booked up pretty soon as well because it's not as central as it could be no but if someone wants my couch and they want to pay for it you can do because it's around <laughs> the corner you could definitely if you've got a parking space there's places to park <laughs> okay but you don't own them no I don't I own was going to no. say if you want to drive anywhere near Roundhill Park <laughs> next summer get it listed online you will make a fortune well you're not be quite good actually because it might have that sort of carnival atmosphere of um, when I went to the carnival, which I'm sure people know, it was my first time going. All the, sh- the houses around they were selling stuff, yeah. like selling drinks and whatever. Ed Sheeran merch. So like, I could do that for my house. That'd Slightly unlicensed. Yeah, yeah, unlicensed. You know, like sell some drinks, put a barbecue on. Yeah, get a crate, burger. You know. <laughs> if anything, like you could try to treat it as like a donation, so you can get round the sort of buying and selling elements. Yeah, yeah, but, I think so. But yeah, anyway, well, well, we consider breaking the law. Um, <laughs> there's two big shows that have been announced. Um, firstly, Little Mix. Both are coming to the first Arts Arena for two dates. Yes. Uh, next November. Yeah, we got left out 
on the previous tour, I saw them do the John Smith Stadium in Huddersfield. Mm. So it was, they were brilliant. They were the first band to do that stadium again in like 11 years. Yeah. Um, but no, they're coming back to Leeds now. The brilliant thing about Little Mix, I've been in town, I think the last time they played the arena, and obviously a lot of their fan base are sort of, you know, they're kind of tweeny pop yeah. fans, uh, some younger kids, some sort of mid-teens. And it's just glitter everywhere. I went through the train station and there was just kids in T-shirts and dealy boppers and glitter and more glitter. And, and it's quite a good family show as well. Isn't yeah, it? it's like the sort of thing that... Yeah, the mums go along mm. and have a nice bop as well. Like, my mum would go, I think. If my um, niece wanted to go, she'd be all over it. Um, so, yeah, there's always a nice atmosphere around the little mixed gigs as well. They're very popular. And so their tickets go on sale at 9am on Friday morning. Uh, we'll give you a reminder of that on our website as well, I'm sure. And then the other big gig that goes to sale on Friday morning is also the Kaiser Chiefs, uh, the big homecoming show at um, Leeds United's Elementary Stadium. That's, uh, that's going to be pretty grand next year. It's part of the centenary celebration to the it club. It is, yeah. We were slightly worried for a bit that the Kaiser Chiefs had missed off Leeds because they announced the tour didn't they yeah, it was like yeah. where's the Leeds date why aren't you coming home and then yeah it turns out they just had this up their sleeves so that'll be huge exactly that's that's next summer and all the details of that are on our website and all the details of our tickets but yeah it's going to be absolutely huge I mean yeah. they're big Leeds United fans obviously yeah it's going to well it's going to be pretty massive and by the looks of it and I say it tentatively because we've had nothing else announced but it looks like it might be the first of a series of hopefully shows at the mode or certainly Ooh. events to do with um, Leeds United next year cause yeah the press release we got through, and I've been doing a bit of digging, but the press release said the first of, I think I'd refer to it, I think it said the first of several shows. Okay, so there might so, be some more bands. So who, I don't, what I don't, bands do we know? A big Leeds United fan? James? Yeah. Is it Leeds to go James yeah, Leeds Yeah, well fan? he is, yeah. Although I'm, Manchester band playing <laughs> Ellen Road has its, has its issues. I mean, we'll you're not going to get the Oasis brothers in there, are you? You're no. not going to have Noel rocking off at Ellen Road telling everybody to F off. I mean, yeah, Noel's <laughs> not a big Leeds fan in general, is he really? No. So probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we have fingers, I mean, it's obviously great guys used to come in, but we have fingers crossed there might even be more shows at Ellen Road. That would Road. be really cool, yeah. But And if there is any more analysis, we'll keep you posted obviously, on our website. Yeah, definitely, we'll keep an eye out. And as we speak, Sam, there's many parents listening, I'm sure, who are thinking, oh God, it's half term yeah. now. Well, do not despair because half term as Halloween and bonfire night, obviously. And we've got a good guide of things coming up for this Halloween and bonfire. I mean, one of the things I've been doing is if you're this way inclined, then I would be, but I can appreciate it might scare the little ones. Is <laughs> I did a piece on all the scariest places in Leeds. <gasps> so, if you like to get really spooky for Halloween, yeah, exactly. Someone with a bit of atmosphere. And the good thing is that they're sort of scary, obviously, but they're not that scary. No, they're sort of atmospheric gothic looking there's a lot of there's, there's lot nobody going to jump out of a cupboard and make you wet yourself like they probably would do me because I, I need to confess here I am rubbish with scary things I don't like Halloween I'm proper miserable I stay in I don't get involved because it just kind of all grosses me out a little bit I just I try and wait for it to be over because then I can look forward to Christmas that's my <laughs> kind of mindset um but there is there is of course a lot of people that absolutely love it and being such a student city as well like Halloween's such a massive night out for Leeds as well. Yeah, well, exactly. I've, I mean, we've had press releases through about events at the old two fragment. Say that's that's more the adult off the range. And then mm-hmm. there's um, I know the escape rooms have been doing Halloween type things as well, mm. and even junkyard golf are having a Halloween party. So nice. there's, there's a lot going on for people who want to go out and enjoy, it, obviously. And then the other stuff is um, like I guess the more kids side of things. So if if if, if people listen out there, the core shopping centre next week will have on Wednesday to Halloween will have. Um, the Ghostbusters car there. 
Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Ecto-1. Definitely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You might have to get your kids to watch Ghostbusters first so what? that they can put it in context. Well, the weird thing about Ghostbusters is... <laughs> what year was that released? 80-something? I don't know. I reckon like 82, 83 maybe. But right, so a lot of kids are going to be like, Ghost what? <laughs> or they'll know the remake with yes. um, Melinda, Melissa McCarthy, which is still cool. Yeah, but what's weird about the Ghostbusters film is, more so I think the original than the second or the third, is that, let me see what year it was. Na- eight, 1984 Ghostbusters. 84. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about Ghostbusters, I found this quite strange, actually. I don't know what rate it's got, but some of it is not family-friendly, Ghostbusters. No. But it's always associated with that family type of thing. It is. It's been, yeah, it's been lumped into that cool 80s yeah. movies for the family sort of thing, hasn't it? There's, and then there's you... some odd references but in then Ghostbusters. It's like everybody goes mad about Hocus Pocus as well, and yeah. that scared the bejesus out of my little sister when we were younger. Like that was not even, and that's like Disney, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. That um, was that was Disney. Bette Midler. Everybody feels safe with Bette Midler, and then oh no, there's, you know, executions and Paul had with his mouth sewn shut. It was all a bit traumatic. Um, but yes, if you do want to see the cultural scar, <laughs> you know, don't let any of what we just said put you off. Yeah. It will be at the Cool Shopping Centre between 11am and 7pm on Wednesday, October the 31st, which is coincidentally Halloween, obviously. Um, it's part of a week of programme of films that have been shown at the shopping centre, which include Ghostbusters, obviously. Nice. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Panning. Which, oh, which one? I think, looking at it, it might well be the original Gene Wilder one, I think. Okay. Um, then... Uh, Paddington 2, Mary Poppins, Toy Story, Lion King, Despicable Me, and Hotel Transylvania. I don't know which one that is, though, because there's nice. several of them, isn't there? Yes. My niece loves them. I feel, Maybe I, it's the original. Is that, is that Adam Sandler in that one? Is that the one? I don't really know. It's animated. Is he the voice? I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> um, good, good chat. We're doing some more <laughs> research for this. We're going in blind here. This is not good. But yes, that's happening. And then just on the subject of films as well, um, next week... The Cine World at uh, White Rose Shopping Centre is doing a adults pay kids prices. Nice. So that's pretty cool for the week if you want to go and see some of the new films. That are Do you out. have to have kids with you for that to work? I suspect. This so. is where it catches me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you could bring a little doll or something. Yeah, maybe. just pretend. Yeah. I'll just kid. Like I say, I've got a niece and nephew. I'll just kidnap one of them. But like, come on, we're off to the cinema. <laughs> Try and set them to like sort of. It's <laughs> a really high end. Twelve, fifteen, eighteen films. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, so there's that going on as well. And the other cool thing that's happening next week on Halloween, there's a lot of things, obviously, which we'll bring details on, but the one of the other things that starts me was the Kitty Cafe is having a Halloween party on, on Halloween, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, so bring your own broomstick. Yeah, so the tickets per person are £6. Uh, there's going to be mocktails for the adults, and the, I guess the kids can have a mocktail. Yeah, there's no problem with mocktails. The mocktails are really good, actually. I visited... While back and enjoyed one, they're very nice. And spooky pizzas, and I do hope, but I'm not sure if it's the case whether the cats will be in like little outfits. I don't know. I don't. There's that line, isn't there? Yeah, where yeah. like it's definitely adorable. Is it bordering on a bit mean? Yeah, I mean, I'll let them decide on that. But yeah. they might well be. They might well not be. Um, and pick, then pick a cat that looks like he's amenable to a hat. Yes. <laughs> and then on the website as well, you'll also find and this. The thing is, what you were saying a minute ago about looking forward to Christmas. I love Christmas, but. Yeah. I actually think if I was a kid still, this would be my favourite bit of time off because you have Halloween and you have Bonfire Night as well. Yes, and I reckon that's true, yeah, back to back. In particularly it for a kid, like, I think I'd love that, those yeah. two things. Um, so yeah, obviously you've got Bonfire Night coming up, Sam, and 
Um, there's some really big uh, displacement, isn't there as well? Yeah, Leeds, I mean, the core ones that the council put on in Leeds are always massive. So you've got Rounded Park, mm. East End Park, basically, I think there's six parks uh, in all over the city that put on big, free council-funded uh, bonfires and fireworks displays, which was really cool. I was at the East End Park one last year because I've got friends that live over there. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was really, really good, really high standard of firework display, and it's just lovely to see sort of everybody wrapped up and stood around watching the... Uh, the fireworks go off so if you're looking for something sort of free uh, they're all I think on the Monday um, on actual bonfire mm. night because it falls weird doesn't it it's yeah it's Monday's the 5th yeah, yeah. Um, but then over the weekend before that if you can't wait or if you just want to go on a weekend because it's a bit easier there are loads of pubs and um, sort of garden centres and venues across the city that are hosting their own events as well some with food some with live music most of them have bars which is always a bonus um, if you go onto the website we have made a map of all the displays happening. Yeah, it's really cool and very in-depth as well isn't Yeah, it? it took a while we got there there is a lot going on but if you... Go on to the, if you, I mean, it's, it's floating about on the homepage, but it's pretty easy to find. Uh, go on to the map, and then if you just click any of the little pins, it'll tell you what's happening when, if there's ticket fees, because some of them go all out and you have to pay for tickets. Some are just turn up and watch some fireworks, but there's a really good spread as well, so no matter where you live in the city, you'll find something that's quite close to you. What's weird is when I was a kid, we, we always used to, like, just get our own fireworks. I never, yeah. I never used to go to the displays, but... Invariably, it used to end with like maybe one of us getting injured or maybe dying or something. Like that. <laughs> I once set my um, fence fire. I once set my dad's carpet on fire with a oh sparkler. Oh my when I was god! A kid. Um, he gave, he gave it me, and like it was like it hadn't quite finished. And obviously, the thing I was only like, quite young, but I guess the thing would have been you put it into like um, a bucket of water, yeah, but yeah. water, a bucket here. Like I just put it on the carpet. <laughs> Nice. Kid logic. Sparked up. Oh, I, God. I, I remember, like, because we couldn't really say afford to get any garbage straight away. It wasn't, like, a massive fire, but it was on fire. Like, um, <laughs> there was definitely flames. It was, like, it was good because, like, a little trail of where it started for about a good week or two afterwards. Like, you could sort of see where it initially was the little stick, and then it sort of <laughs> spread that way a little bit. It was really, it was really quite artistic, I thought. Oh, my God. Okay, so, learning from that... Obviously, if you are deciding to do your own display and not go to an organised one, um, yeah, don't send your kid indoors with a sparkler, I think would be the first yeah. question, first sort of rule. Yeah. But yeah, just be sensible. Make sure you set them off at a safe distance, light them with a taper. If you light it and it doesn't go off, do not go back near it. Leave yes. it, forget it existed. Yes. Um, have a bucket of water for the sparkler ends to go in so you don't end up with a carpet a la Craig. Um, and also, I've been looking at the laws around doing your own fireworks mm. this shit week. Um, because, I, I don't know if it's just where I live, but you get to a certain point mid-October, and I know Diwali and other festivals happen that, that mean this happens as well, but you get to a certain point and you just feel like there's fireworks every night of the week. We've had lots in the when, office today. Yes, true, middle of the day yeah. as well, which is pointless. Um, so, fireworks, despite how frequently you hear them, they are only on sale like widespread like in supermarkets and stuff mm. in a very specific period between sort of mid-October up to bonfire night and then also around New Year other than that you have to go to specialist firework shops which can sell all year round but your supermarkets things like that yeah, they're yeah. specific time frames um, obviously you have to be 18 to buy them but yeah after 11pm you are not allowed to set fireworks off and you can be fined mm, okay. 90 quid on the spot if you are caught doing so mm. the only exceptions is bonfire night you can go to midnight Okay. And I think New Year's you're allowed to go to one. 
Yeah, but I mean, imagine I mean, New Year's a different. Midnight curfew on New Year's Eve was a bit silly. Imagine it was like 11.59, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop everything. Yeah, no more. Um, so, yeah, so if you are going to do your display, be a nice neighbour. Don't let them off at half 11. Make sure it's all wrapped up. Be safe. And not to contradict our firework safety chat, but mm-hmm. just to put it into a little bit of context as well, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Valencia Fireworks Festival. I went about two or three years ago, maybe. Oh, no. For, um, I've seen the videos and things. They have it, I can't remember the habit. It's about March time, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's my friend Stag do, so obviously there was hijinks of plenty. And, um, <laughs> and my friend who was dressed in some questionable outfits, which isn't the main point, but um, honestly, it's quite a scary place to be. Because I can imagine. Because you know we're talking here about organised displays or you know people having them in their yeah, gardens, gardens or whatever. Display, like that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, honestly, you walk on the streets, people just setting off firecrackers and fireworks oh, and rockets everywhere. It's just so dangerous. And, and what was really weird about it was that sort of I, I didn't do it personally, but obviously I was party to of, of being around it. And what was really weird was that you sort of you don't forget how dangerous they are. You're very aware of that, but mm. it always becomes quite. Oh, if it isn't one, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, there's another one there. It's, it's so odd. And honestly, you just seem flying around the streets and stuff. Oh, that's horrendous. I don't, I, it was, it, it really opened my eyes to fireworks safety, to be honest. Yeah, you can get so badly burned. Um, I have friends from childhood that were at a display that went wrong, and, and that was at an organised display, but a firework yeah. went into the audience, and they both yeah. got third-degree burns, and it's, it's yeah, it's scary. So, to be honest, I prefer just to go along to something organised. I think when the council puts well, on yeah. so many for free as well, you can just wander up. The one in Hyde Park on Woodhouse Moor mm. is hugely popular. Get there early if you want a good spot for that one, because it is just full. Um, obviously being right in the heart of student yeah, land. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the council ones are fantastic. So if you're at a loose end, it's budget friendly. Take the kids, get wrapped up. Exactly. And um, again, if it moving onwards, uh, Sam, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Um, ups and downs for the food and drink scene in Leeds. We've had a lot of new openings, like Place Like The Ivy, obviously mm-hmm. done really well. But we've also seen a lot of closures of late, and we had a little bit of an investigation into it, didn't we? Yeah, we just I think we had a feeling, because Pintura went, and then Epinier, and... Obviously, they, I think they were the same company, weren't they? But we just kept seeing a lot of places closing. Yeah, Cielo like, Blanco and um, Kitchen. Marco Pierre White decided to leave. Like, And then we found out today that... Um, is it Lucky Number 7? The yes. bar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not far from the Roxy that has literally just opened. Mm. Um, that's gone. So I think it, it, if you don't look at it properly, you can get the sense that, oh, well, everything's shutting down, you mm. know. So we wondered if it was a bit of a tough time for... Uh, venue owners to be trading so we had a chat with some nice sort of local experts who work very heavily in the food and drink scene so Simon Fogel who you all know is the man behind uh, Eat North at North Brewery mm. and Leeds Indie Food Festival yes, yes. Uh, things and a lot of pies knows a lot about the restaurant industry and works with Bundabust as well mm. which arguably are one of the biggest success stories for Leeds in recent years. Well, he just sent me his nominees for the um, Leeds Food and Drink Awards. He works with a lot of food and drink companies. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's got plenty of nominations. Um, so we had a chat with him, a uh, chat with Matt Healy as well, who's obviously just opened up the Foundry, the MasterChef contestant. So if you, like I said, the piece on the website, check it out if you want to know what they thought. I think the sense I got from reading their comments was it's a bit of um, a tightrope, isn't it, running a restaurant um, or a bar in a city it's that thing of just getting that perfect blend of location and what sort of food and drink you're doing and, yeah. and how you're operating Like there's no hard and fast formula for success, there's a lot of conditions that you have to kind of work around I think the two key things that came up 
one from Simon and one from Matt. I think the first one from Simon was, and I guess given his position because he's working for like a PR company and also organising his own events, mm-hmm. I think his message was like, you know, don't run before you can walk a little bit. Yeah. And he spoke about like certain companies and businesses like where he works with and even looking at say something like Manjit's now across, from, across the road from us. Yeah. Um, I think it's like maybe being patient. Yeah. Look, looking how the looking how your crowd is looking if you're consistently making money and obviously and people coming back obviously yeah and then then looking whether there's an opportunity to grow bigger like bundle bundle obviously obviously rec- represents you we sort of saying exactly that about them and obviously Manjits now they've done the kickstarter well they? and that's still quite a cautious move in a way but it's no, also definitely. a sensible one because you're getting I, yeah i think when you consider how long Manjits have been operating in leeds and how popular they are and mm. the fact that they had the side business and doing events and stuff as well you might have looked at them a few years ago and well, why didn't they just open yeah. a cafe? Why are they just doing a stall in a market? Well, they've built such a following. Exactly. Um, apparently the queue on light night for Manjits was just like ridiculously really? long. Like everybody wanted that, yeah. And if you go on most lunch times, they're, they're never quiet. No, no, no. Um, so I think biding your time a little bit and going, okay, well, let's just operate small, lower overheads and everything else and then take the plunge when we know we've got that built fan base. Because I know that when they open, it'll be packed. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely be going because I love the food there so yeah I think like I said being a bit cautious because it was similar with uh, what happened with uh, Cat's Pyjamas well yeah exactly who are not uh, obviously they're still open and still trading I think it's just a case of they had a lot of branches um, and it was just juggling those and making sure that they could keep everything afloat really wasn't it yeah. I mean you interviewed the owner didn't you well you spoke with the owner yeah well that's, that's what she said the quote was basically just alluding to the fact that maybe it was a case of at that moment in time being too much going on to focus yeah. on a little bit well they had food just in Leeds don't they they had the yeah. Headingley one and the one on Eastgate and got Sheffield so, and York haven't they as well yeah so it's having two in one city a little bit much you know what I mean potentially and saying that that's another place that whenever I go it's always rammed yeah, I think it was the, they, were, they were working to like get somewhere else. But I think I think given personal circumstances as well, there was there was problems as well with that respect because I think she was, okay. she was pregnant as well. So I think oh, that, so that she's was trying to balance the yeah, family and work, which is very difficult. Yeah, because exactly. it's not a sociable job, is it? The hours in that industry are absolutely bonkers. And the other thing, what Matt Healy said, just because we was going back to what um, some of some of the sort of key points from that feature was, I think the thing Matt said, and I know I appreciate it must be difficult with the market, it was sort of remaining unique. Mm. And sort of, I think basically his words are along the line of don't be afraid to be different and celebrate why you're different. Yeah. And, that, and that's a good point. But, the, but, but the, I guess the problem is, is that, as you say, there's so many people trying to capture them bits of market. And, yeah. and, and I think you know, I, I, there's people more educated all part through than I am. But I think, I, think the, I think over the last couple of years, what I've noticed the last five or six years is that you always used to find there was two sort of things. Like there was the, I always felt there was a like high end and there was like the chains. Yeah. And now I think there's that bit where it crosses over a little bit definitely and yeah. now the independents are becoming chains a little bit yeah and they're trying to hof- offer a high-end-ish experience to people who would tend to go to chains and i still think there's a quite crowded market you know, yeah. it's, it's very difficult to sort of see who takes what custom i think a little bit now yeah because i think there is definitely a feeling in leeds that um chains in some regard will struggle just because there is a very strong independent mm. scene so when you see um, I'm just, <laughs> this is typical isn't it you immediately can't think of the one that's closing but um, or even places that aren't necessarily big nationwide chains but look like they are so let's see Blanco and things like that well exactly yeah. Ones. Yeah. Um, when you do have a strong independent 
scene, people aren't going to go to Bella Italia no. for Italian food because you've got all these amazing different options. You know, like Salvo's just loaded in Headingley. And they're not going to go to, um, like, Pizza Hut when you've got some amazing pizza restaurants in yeah. Leeds and some really good sort of small companies operating bars. Like, even the pizzas in Taps are amazing. Do you know what I mean? But then that's, that's the thing, isn't it? As I was saying, like, some of these chains now are trying to sort of, I don't know, present themselves as being a bit more independent mm. than what they are a little bit and trying to offer that more sort of authentic experience or whatever. Yeah. But it's difficult to offer when you're a chain. But then the, then the thing, it's a problem because then the independents want to become changed a little bit as well. Yeah, it's an absolute minefield. I think, but what's, what is interesting is, despite the fact that we have seen these closures, um, and there is a lot changing, like I said, we do still have the openings, like the mm. IB is open to great yeah. fanfare. Um, and when we got some data from our data unit this week who were looking at how many sort of registered um, eateries there are in Leeds, and the number's actually gone up by um, around 100 since oh, 20, going, the last couple of years. Like, we've literally got 30 more restaurants in Leeds than we had last year. Hmm. So, and that's obviously taking into account the ones that have closed. That's just opening as well. So it's balancing out to the point where we still have a growing food and drink scene, which is encouraging. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. And the good thing as well, that's safeguarding a lot of jobs and obviously creating jobs as well, which is great. In yeah, industry. definitely. And a lot's happening around uh, the arena as well. Yeah. The, there are a lot of units are selling in there with new things coming in. All you can eat sushi was one that caught my eye, uh, not so long back. And I think the thing what is worth stressing is some of these clothes that we've mentioned, and not all of them, but some of them, like Marco Pierre White's being one of them. Yeah. That has now got a replacement restaurant up and running there. So yeah, it's, you, it's we've not, not all got the case rows yet. of empty units, have we? Things do move quite quickly, luckily. Exactly. The intriguing is what happened in Trinity, though, with the two units there are empty now. Yeah, because it's an unusual offering, isn't it? When we were talking about it, it's the idea that. Okay, you're in Trinity, you've got that footfall, you've mm. got those people, but Trinity's not like the White Rose shopping centre where you sort of drive a bit out of town and you park and you spend exactly, yeah. a while there. Trinity's still very much part of the city centre, and so you don't just go to Trinity and shop in Trinity no. and then leave. You go everywhere. You go out into Brigger and up into the Northern Quarter as well. So what intrigued me was the restaurants there probably have it even tougher because they're not just competing with the other restaurants in Trinity they're competing with Trinity Kitchen which is cheaper and fast and has fantastic variety some great street food as well and then you're also competing with everything that's happening in town as well like you're you're a stone's throw of some really good sort of pub food and and restaurants Mm. just from being there so it's an interesting sort of location um that I can I can see being difficult particularly Cielo Blanco and I think Wagamon as well. You kind of took back as well a bit, aren't you? Yeah, like, you are a bit. They're not the easiest to get to. No, because it was weird actually because I was in there the other day and I was looking and I was thinking, where exactly is it? You know, I knew it was closed, I didn't know the story on yeah. all this, but I think oh, I'd, never, I'd never actually been to it, to be honest. And um, I knew that I, well, I didn't get the pictures either. I was looking there and I was like, where is it? Oh my God, it's up there, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It is a bit tucked away. And even Pintura's a little bit. Yeah, Pintura's uh, one that you walk past a lot, particularly yeah. if you use that entrance to Trinity. But, but you don't... It doesn't stand out to you. Like, no. I, 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 it never did to me anyway, that was the thing. No, and for that kind of food as well, because it was like tapas yeah. sort of food, you know, you've got Ambiente, which is very dominant on Coal yeah, Lane, you know, exactly, big yeah. building there. Um, and then obviously that's before you go to sort of the independents that are serving tapas and things as well now, so it's, yeah, it's tricky. Mm. It will be interesting to see who moves in though. Uh, we don't need any more Nando's, I think we've got Nando's covered. But 
the things Nando's will be busy, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You have a Nando's next door to another Nando's, and they still be uh, and they can cost- compete. Yeah, they still be equal <laughs> customer both probably. Um, yes, we will obviously bring you updates of any new openings and unfortunately any closures, I guess as well. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully more openings and closures. Yeah, we've got units to fill. I'm sure there'll be names in there soon. Yeah, and Sam, just before we move on to the best and leads awards, which is where you can mm-hmm. celebrate your favourite food and drink, obviously, so give your restaurants a much to a pat on the back. Um, mm-hmm. I just um, want to mention two shows that I've been to recently, two okay. big shows. So first one up was at the weekend, um, I went to see Editors, uh, the O2, I gave it a five out of five. Which yeah, you said it was the best gig that had been at the O2 this year, which yes. is a bold statement. Yeah, it has. I mean, I've, I, I've put in my review, I've been to see, I can't remember gigs I've been to, but three that stood out other than Editors, I, I saw everything, everything at the start of the year, I saw St Vincent a few weeks ago, and then I saw a vaccine's headline live at Leeds. Yep. They were all really good, they were, they were the three were, if you said to me before that, the ones that stood out to me I'd been to this year. Yeah. And then, um, and obviously there's other ones I haven't been, but other people have in the office as well. But um, yeah, editors are great on Saturday. They're really, really good. They're a good. good live band. I've seen them at Glastonbury before and they were fantastic. I think the thing is, obviously that building, the old two buildings lovely anyway, but I think it's, they're quite an atmosphere. Because they got obviously that, the root is like Joy Division, aren't they, and other bands. Yeah, they've got just, quite a deep sound, haven't they? Yeah, they're quite of... deep and like, it's got a quite gothic in a way. And, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they've sort of made their own sound over the years, but. I think that sort of atmospheric type of indie band works really well in there. Yeah. And it was a Saturday night and um, Tom Smith, the uh, lead singer, is really, you can tell he really plays his role quite yeah. well. Was it, it sold out? Yes, it was. So it sold out well in advance. Really? Yeah, it was so sort of been packed on both floors then? It was, yeah. I think the tickets went on sale in March and it was sold out by you know April or whatever. It was sold out very quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, that was great. Um, and they did a lot of new stuff as well and they did some of the older stuff and it really tied in well. It was quite good actually. Sort of, they had very different sounds from the older and new stuff but some mm-hmm. of it tied in quite well together still. Yeah. And yeah, it was just... It was just um, by, yeah, I say by far the best gig I'd seen there this year. There you go, challenge set. Exactly. Well, we've got two months to left. <laughs> two months to <laughs> I don't know why I had to check after speaking about Halloween and November. <laughs> I had to check the calendar on my yeah, own. Yeah, what time of year is yeah. it? But anyway, yeah, two months left. Um, you never know, big Christmas show there might beat it. But there we know. go. I mean, Mariah's coming, you know what I mean? To, to the first direct, though. Ah, uh, not the, yeah, you'd never fit Mariah in the O2. <laughs> Her entourage wouldn't fit in the O2. No. Um, and then the other one, speaking of the first direct, was uh, Whoopi Goldberg was there. Yes. Really? In unusual first arena events of 2018. Yeah, I mean, it was great. She was a big Hollywood Oscar winning superstar, I forget, obviously. But it was an interesting one because we did about her announcing a show a little while back. And. I was wondering, would it be like a Q and A? Like, you know, here's my history, here's my yeah, life. An audience with yeah, basically that's what. That's, I was sort of expecting that, but obviously I'd been given information to say it was a comedy show. So that fair enough, you know, and it was. Yeah, it was she a, did do stand up, didn't she? No, she did. Yeah, exactly. Like she's yeah. a natural storyteller, I suppose. Exactly, and, and like I knew about a stand up past, and I did think well, it probably might be a bit of both. And it, yeah, in a way, it turned out to be that. Um, so she she came on and the stand up. I thought the stand up wasn't the best stand I've ever seen, but it wasn't like it was still good. You know, yeah. what I mean? it was still and it was and what I was going to say was that it was amazing to see her do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like her voice is so unrecognisable. Yeah, as you say, she's a great conversationalist. And even if sometimes I the only thing I felt the jokes that sometimes the set piece went on a bit too long here and there. Yeah, but because she's telling you, you're still interested. Yeah, definitely. And You're hearing stories told to you by Whoopi Goldberg. It's an unusual exactly. experience. Exactly, and it was two shows in the UK, one here and one in London, so it was amazing. And like I say, I think if I was going to give like a rating for the actual stand-up, I'd say for about three and a half, mm-hmm. five, which is not bad. You know, it was, not it, was, at it, all. it was a good Saturday night out, and obviously massive super fans, and much bigger fans than I am. Like, and then it was interesting, and I've told everyone in the office about this, but the Q&A happened, and the Q&A just got a bit, a little bit all over the place. 
So it was like I felt really sorry for her. I think I think the reason why she put the Q and A is because she wanted to stop because she's so big and she obviously doesn't do comedy in this country particularly very often. Yeah. I think she wanted to come into the sets. Obviously, you have your interaction with crowds. Of course, you're going to have that. But you know, get through it. No real interruptions. And then towards the end of the set, I think people who were the big fans who'd had quite a few drinks probably were like, oh, whoopie, whoopie, whoopie. And she got to the point. She's like, yeah, yeah. You do know there's going to be a Q and A in like oh. five five minutes. Let me finish this and we'll have the chat and whatever. And yeah. we got to the Q and A, and then it just because it's a big space as well, and getting around the crowd to, to sort of speak to them and whoopie having that one in one interaction with a crowd member to answer their well thought out question whatever it might be it's difficult when there's one person against like three or four thousand yeah I think what personally what I think could have happened was there was a support um, artist I think maybe I was having this conversation on the other day maybe um, they could have either like tweeted in beforehand or even wrote a yeah, piece of paper I was or, just about to say like a submission box yeah like, anything like that put yeah. your question in this thing and then she picks them out and she answers the one that's there and there's no pressure to find someone in an audience with a mic and like you said because when we were talking about earlier this week you were saying how people were just shouting other people so yeah. before she'd answered a question somebody would chime in and try and get theirs answered which if like you say you've gone down the submission route no, no need to do that, is there? There's no competition. Exactly, that, that's why I don't. I maybe had the support artist asking them questions through on stage. You know, yeah. so, so there's still that conversation happening, but it's maybe a bit more organised. Yeah. But but anyway, like it was a really, it was, and the, that was the one negative bit aside on the on the Q and A. But actually, what was really cool about the Q and A was finding out the stories about Ghost and how she won the Oscar, um, stuff like about the colour purple. People asked about Sister Act Three, whether it's going to happen or not. Spoilers, it's probably not going to happen. No. Um, not no. f- but she wanted it to. Um, I think there'd been an audience for that. Yeah, exactly. And then her favourite film, which surprised me a little bit, but her favourite film she worked on and actually produced was uh, The Lion King. I didn't know she was a producer for The Lion King. Well, you were, yeah, like it was part of it with Disney, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because at first when you told me it was The Lion King, I was a bit like, well, she was only in it mm. a little bit. She was just a hyena. Yeah. A very important hyena, yeah. obviously, but just a hyena. But, yeah, but no, I didn't realise she was a producer, that's really cool. But yeah, no, she's like, she... Um, that was that, and she talked about being a Star Trek fan as well. Yes, she's in Star Trek. Isn't she she yeah. is in Star Trek. She I remember sort of, her from Star Trek. She rang up for the part, basically. She rang up to get one. Wouldn't you love to be able to do that? Just pick a show and be like, guys, guys <laughs> need a role. And, and yeah, it was um, it was really good. And like, and and if if you were there and like me, you enjoyed it or you enjoyed the editor's show. The good thing is, is that you have the opportunity. Just if anyone you listen to this, I guess you have the opportunity to um, put them in our best of leads awards. Yes. Um, so we have yeah today is literally the last day of nominations yeah. so it'll be quick you need to be very quick in fact <laughs> but no it, I mean regardless it doesn't mean even if you don't get your nominations today it's very likely the venue that you love has already been nominated yeah. because we've been flooded with nominations which is fantastic thank exactly. you to everybody for those we've had really good entries for every category there's been um, yeah, a lot of love for places in Leeds. So now we get to the exciting bit, which is our shortlist. The big vote, yes. Let's see who's the most popular. And then after that, yeah, the big vote and who's going to be our winners. Yeah, so, so we, we're at the stage now where, say, depending, obviously, when you listen to this, you might have a chance to sneak in a last-minute nomination, but I just said, don't worry if you don't. Um, we're going to get to the stage where we um, now put our shortlist together. Yeah. And then by the end of this week, or perhaps the start of next, the vote will be open. Mm. And then that is where you get to pick. 
Yep. There's nine categories. I'm not going to list them in this edition, but I did no. last time out. I got, you I, did very well. Uh, you got nine out of nine. But there's, you know, it covers everything from sort of food and drink to like events, you know, festivals, that yeah. kind of stuff. We like. had a, a category for everything because I think there's so much happening in Leeds. It's not as simple as, well, what's the best restaurant? Like, that is such a small part of what makes yeah. Leeds brilliant. And we tried to like pick some of the niches, haven't we, as well? A little yeah. Bit. Street food was a good inclusion, I think. A lot it, of strong street food contenders. It's going to be interesting because I think, from a personal point of view, it'd be interesting to see if like some of your favourites do well or not. But Obviously, we're going to be very impartial, but we need to see if some of the things actually do like do well or not. Yeah, really definitely. Yeah, it's all on the votes. It's all on you. We don't get a say yeah. at all. We so just get to watch the votes come in and see who's going to win. Exactly. So the way it's going to go is have all our um, voting live um, very soon, and then come the end of November is when it all finishes, and we will then crown our winners of all the categories. Fantastic. And that will be the, uh, the best in Leeds of 2018 done and dusted. Brilliant. Just in time for Christmas. Yeah, just in time for Christmas. So they get a nice shiny accolade ahead of the festive season. Exactly. And then maybe you get a bit of a steer of where you can go over Christmas as well. So everyone, everyone wins. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're sure to be putting out a lot about this over the next few weeks. So keep an eye on the website. If you're interested in getting your votes in, you'll probably see us across social media as well. Um, yeah, exciting. Let's see who the winners are. Exactly. And um, just on the website, I know we've mentioned it a few times today, obviously, as well, but... If you want to get any of our latest features, um, stories, whatever it might be, go to the Best in Leeds uh, section of our Leeds Live website. And I think that is just about for this week's edition, is it? Yeah, we'll be back with shortlist info and all sorts of exciting stuff. Yes. And Christmas. I know yeah. it's October. I'm Tri- already doing it. Christmas is nearer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the PR companies have accepted it's already Christmas, so we have to too. This well, is how it works. Well, it is Christmas officially in my eyes when I get the press release saying the Coca-Cola truck's coming. Ah, that's usually around now, isn't it? Uh, it, well, it, it reminded me, because I didn't have another look at my um, calendar. It, it was coming at the start of November, yes, not the, the, um, the band, the so then <laughs> once I receive that yes it is the Christmas then we can officially say okay yeah. so let's just get Halloween and Bonfire out the way and then it's Jingle Bells all the way indeed and then until then we will see you next time yep see you next time bye